On today's bonus episode of Card Subject to Change, SCW Pro's Devil Dog Dustin Mosley joins Nick and CZ in studio. Part of the Four Frequency Sake Podcast Network, you can subscribe for great content like my show, The Educated Ignorance, three times a week, The Data Lab, of course, Card Subject to Change, and other great podcast content. Now we send it ringside to the wizard and the honorable one. Thank you, Joe Winkle, for another great intro. We haven't had him uh, bring us into the show for a couple weeks. Good to hear his voice back. Nick, how are, how are you tonight? Hey, I'm doing great. We're uh, we're working a little overtime here on a Monday night. And, hey, I love working overtime when it's something you love doing in wrestling. I mean, it's not even work if it's we're talking about wrestling, I guess. We've got – It never is. The, we, we have right now with us uh, on the show, he is the current SCW Pro Iowa champion. He is none other than the devil dog himself, Dustin Mosley. Dustin, welcome to the show. Oh, uh, <laughs> hey, it's good doing? to. I'm feeling really good. I can't speak for Nick. He sounds pretty good, though. Uh, it's good to have you on the show, Devil Dog. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. Hey, no problem. Uh, so I'm going to just start things off how we usually start things off. What. Uh, Tell us what brought you into wrestling as a fan, and then how, what brought you into wrestling as a as a wrestler. Uh, so, I mean, to sum it up real quick, like as a fan, I watched it as a kid. It was kind of like the one one show that I was allowed to watch um, throughout the week and stuff. But as an adult, it was really just chasing that childhood dream because. At the time, I had finished up with the military, kind of looking, you know, kind of trying to find my escape and where it was that I wanted to put my focus and attention to. And, yeah, so I got with a mentor, and we kind of pushed through to chase the childhood dreams until we find out what we want. Always a good way to start things off. Now, Dustin, let's talk about the military experience there for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. How far – how far into the military were you when it clicked in your head that, hey, when I'm done here, I know what I want to do. I want to go be a wrestler. Like, was that the plan going in or was there uh, a, an, an well, epiphany, going, a turning going point? In, going into the military, I was it was I was going to do professional MMA. Um, OK, so before I just graduated high school, professional MMA was like my my pride joy right there uh, that I was kind of focusing on at the time and I uh, had a conversation with my grandfather and I ended up going into the Marine Corps and all the way through you know like I mean I, I used to have a saying especially like in the Marines uh, like whenever people ask me why I was working out or why am I doing this so much and going to these shows and stuff and it was Vince McMahon hasn't called me yet <laughs> so I needed to work a little bit harder um but it, it kind of took me a little bit. Like, I, I wanted to do it, and I always thought about doing it, but I really never found the exact point. And right now, I wish I would have done it as soon as I got out of the military. <laughs> but you really don't know until you kind of travel that road. For sure. So you mentioned wanting to do MMA fighting. What transitioned you from MMA into uh, into a wrestling mode. What was what was the main catalyst there? Where about now? Like going from MMA to uh, to wrestling? Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I mean, it was no click. So, like, getting into wrestling, I kind of knew my tools. I knew I could, you know, like, just coming from my background, uh, from kickboxing, boxing, MMA, and then learning uh, judo and stuff through the Marine Corps, um, I kind of knew somewhat of what I needed to do in the ring and what I felt comfortable with doing, uh, things that just were naturally there. Uh, I didn't really want to transition MMA, like uh, MMA uh, personnel to pro wrestling, if that makes any sense. Yes. I, I, no. you, you, I, I, you said something a couple comments back that really caught my ear and I wrote it down and, and you said Vince hasn't called yet. Yeah. Is, yeah. I used is, to, man, is I, that I the, is that the, is that the motivating factor in the double dog's head? Is that, is that what, Hey, Vince hasn't called yet. That is that, uh, is that the credo? Is that kind of the, the war cry? Yeah, that's, that's the nose to the grindstone. Um, at the end of the day, uh, I kind of look at it, you know, can you have, can you have the prize without being emotionally attached to it, right? So, yeah, there's going to be some good things that go, but you still got work to put in. Um, I'm not finished. I'm just beginning. And, you know, so it's one of those things where I need to make enough noise. I got to shake it up. I got to do something that I'm passionate about doing and, you know, kind of get, work my way to that phone call. Um, Yeah, because it's, the heart, whenever the work is put in, uh, people are hurt. You're absolutely right. I mean, seeing you in the ring, seeing how you look, you you, you put the work in. Um, the phone call is eventually going to come. I, I It may not be Vince on the other end, since uh, Vince really isn't in charge anymore, uh, per se. But <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe that has to change to, 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 to Triple H or Paul hasn't called yet, but... Hey, that, would that, be, that phone call, that phone call is going to come, and when that phone call comes, you're going to be more than ready. Yeah, uh, well, that's that's always the the preparation for it, right? Um, I've kind of been a um, that's kind of been my approach to a lot of things where you're kind of overly prepared. Uh, it can get you in trouble, but it can also slow things down. And whenever things get slowed down, you need to be able to be patient. But. You, 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 you just said something that, that I try to tell my kids or, or other people about patience. That's easier, that's easier said than done. I, I know that. Talk about how hard that is in, in, in the world of wrestling uh, when you're told to, to be patient. Oh, it's like you said, it's easier said than done. Um, but you, so with me, my main, my main goal is to keep the tactical mindset. I understand with the tactical mindset, you kind of push through where uh, you understand what the end goal of the mission is and everything in between it, you just got to kind of clean it up and keep going. Um, It's showing the adroit planning and aiming at the end and beyond the immediate action. And that's, in the immediate action of everything that's going on, that's where whenever I've been patient, a lot of, a lot of things have happened a little bit better, but it's hard because everybody's chasing the same dream. And, you know, it's just one of those things where, uh, 
you just got to live it. It's not something that's just going to be given to you. Patience is developed over time. Sure. I, I love asking these kind of questions, uh, devil dog, because I'm, I'm obviously never going to get in the squared circle. I'm a, I'm a big fan, but, but to, you know, you're right. Everybody's chasing that dream. And that dream's got very limited spots, right? The, the, the spots like that aren't handed out, uh, you know, like newspapers, you know. So it, it's, a hard, it's a hard thing to grasp. A lot of people chasing that dream, chasing fewer spots. But Correct. You know, sounds like yeah, you've got yeah. the right mind, the mindset and attitude for it. And that's why you got to know your lane and stay in it. You know, uh, patience is a big thing, but also knowing your lane and what you bring to – uh, to the show is a is a big thing too. You know, kind of don't get lost in the sauce and kind of be like everybody else. You got to be yourself. You got to be unique. But what is the uniqueness that you're going to bring to the show uh, to grab attention? Oh, absolutely. absolutely, I agree. You're right. Uh, you're right. You're right. When you when you talk about so many people chasing those spots and so few spots. And what are you going to do that's different that nobody else has done? Or what are you going to bring to the table? I mean, that's it's a great way to put it. It's a great way to put it in perspective. I haven't heard it that way before, but I'm glad you're on here to put that into perspective for us. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, you know, it's, what what can you bring to the table? What's your value to the company? Um, it's, it's different things than just going out there and performing. It's I me mean, to me. It's better to be well-rounded, a jack-of-all-trades, a master at none. But at the end of the day, you're still better than a master at one. So, I mean, you just got to kind of have your outlets for the industry because there's so much into it uh, that makes the show go on. Not everybody can be wrestlers, you know, but there's there's more positions for the show. I'm more focused. I like the show, but you also got to be almost selfish and put yourself out there, too, and that's – I don't get mad at anybody for uh, chasing the dream alongside with me, and they do things differently. It's art, and everybody's imaginations are different, and everybody's vision is different to achieve their dream. So, can't knock on them. Got to, got to rise with it. And Devil Dog, we're talking about uh, we're talking about putting your own signature, making your own mark in the business here you know nick is notorious for saying that styles makes make fights uh so oh, yeah. i gotta ask uh who is uh who who do you look at as inspiration who who influenced your style uh in the ring ah man well so like i'm almost like a mutt <laughs> so I've got hey, a bunch not, of, I've got and a there's bunch nothing wrong hey sometimes mutt is a derogatory term like but in this sense, it's not. It, it's good to be a mutt in this case, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got – so, like, I bring a little – the first two – so how I got attached to wrestling was Ric Flair and Sting, Surfer Sting. Um, so I started watching it, uh, watching clips right there, WCW. Uh, and then whenever I really got hooked to it with a kid was Attitude Era, Stone Cold, The Rock. Sure. Um, and then the early 2000s uh, with Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, um, Kurt Angle. I mean, you had, oh. you had a lot of lot of good wrestling right there to me. Um, and then also, you know, like Triple H, how he came along. And then what you find out like later on where you know, he had a vision of the business side and ended up staying in. But, yeah, it's just – 
it's just one of those things where I kind of look at a lot of people, um, especially today. I kind of look at like the all three where you have a decent performance in the ring, but you can work that microphone. And that's kind of who I draw to and, you know, kind of look up to uh, like in those stints of how they can be calm in the presence and cut a good promo. And I mean, right now I've got a lot of good coach, especially with uh, Seth Rollins, like on screen. I don't think he can do anything wrong right now. Yeah, it seems uh, it seems like uh, he's got the the Midas touch right now when it comes to what he when he gets on the mic he's he's got full command of the place, um, and that says a lot. You know, you never hear the the what during his when he talks. You never hear that. They the crowd knows, and uh, you know that comes with you know years of you know talent respect, of course. But you mentioned a lot of great names there. Uh, names we'll go back and visit, but I'm glad you brought up Seth Rollins. Um, talk talk to us, Devil Dog, about how you got to Davenport, Iowa, in the Black and Brave Academy. Uh, so I was looking for a wrestling academy. I, I finally, like I'd, I'd been talking about it, and it's like, all right, you're only getting older. Go ahead and knock this out and be done with it. And, you know, don't like I needed something I, I could focus on for 10 years. And that was kind of the vision with uh, pro wrestling, wherever it went. But I just needed to get there. And I was living in San Diego at the time and went to a couple of gyms, a couple of shows, uh, you know, like a couple of the uh, academies or whatever there. But it really wasn't to like my my liking, my fans, my regiment that I was looking for. I, I kind of wanted to go to a place that was that's all we focused on and everything was on time. The classes were every day. And you're able to kind of focus on just wrestling for three months. Uh, well, Black and Brave just happened to be for three months. Uh, my dad's a big fan. I kind of told him what I wanted to do. And he had brought up that uh, there was a school opening or it was already open, but Black and Brave. I looked at it, watched it. I saw that on screen it was Seth Rollins running the academy. Uh, we had similar backgrounds. Uh, especially like with uh, weight training, baseball. I liked his stuff on screen. I saw like how he evolved as a character more than anything uh, coming through NXT uh, and up to WWE to the main roster. And I kind of saw the route where he wasn't given everything and he had to kind of work his way up. I liked the work ethic. I felt that that was a good place for my work ethic. And so that's where I kind of dialed in for Black and Brave, saved up the money and applied and made it there. Well, I, I, you mentioned, you know, you're from Southern California and you end up at the Black and Brave Academy in Davenport, Iowa. I'll tell you what, the Midwest doesn't have the best weather, but we do have that work <laughs> ethic. I think that yeah, living, living in San Diego for 10 years and then coming out here is is. It's a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing. Well, it's probably like it's like a nasty chop across the chest, right? That first that first window winter winter like cut three, on, man. Like oh. like nails in a ring on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you lived in paradise, okay, in San Diego. You come to Davenport, Iowa. Uh, tell us about tell us about that first day when you walk into wrestling school. I mean, you've been in the Marines, so this is probably I mean, it's definitely a different path, but I'm guessing the Marines was got you well prepared for this. 
Uh, life in general, life before got me prepared for it. Well, sure, um, sure. But like with the Marine Corps, yeah, the Marine Corps definitely puts you out of your comfort zone and, you know, packing up, moving. Next thing you know, it, you're screaming at a tree at 12 o'clock at night and don't know where you're at. So <laughs> it's, it's just like one of those things where it's a culture shock more than anything. Uh, but with Black and Brave, like my first day, uh, everything was kind of calm, you know, kind of seeing you kind of understand not everybody that showed up was going to stay. Uh, especially if you know the wrestling business, not everybody makes it. Not everybody gets, you know, that extended time you know, like to be able to become a wrestler. It's not made for everybody um, physically. And then eventually you find out the, the mental side of it. But uh, yeah, we started, you know, we had day zero, which was the conditioning test. And I was well prepared for that. And the music that was playing, the chaos that was going on, I felt right at home. I was I was calm, cool, and collective and in my in my place. Nothing I wasn't getting flustered, wasn't out of breath, nothing. I was I was happy to be there. Well that that sounds fantastic. I'm glad you made it there because you're you're really starting to make a name for yourself, at least here locally through SCW Pro, and I'm sure that's going to just extend on further. Uh, we're going to take a quick pause right now. We do have to pay, pay homage to our brethren on the For Frequency Sake podcast network. So I'm going to play, our, play a quick promo, and then we'll get right back to you, okay? Okay. Make sure you tune into For Frequency Sake on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch each Sunday during the football season from 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. The boys from For Fantasy Sake will be bringing the fire fantasy football takes, updating you on the week's rankings and injuries, and getting you ready for your fantasy football matchups each and every week. The show is interactive, so be sure to send your questions. You can find them at For Frequency Sake on Facebook, at FFSQC on Twitter, or you can send them an email at ForFantasySakeQC at gmail.com. I'd like to thank our fellow brethren here on the podcast for the for the love and respect, and we also uh, thank uh, the Devil Dog, Dustin Mosley, for joining us here tonight. Right before the break, we were talking about kind of what it was like for you training at uh, Black and Brave when you first got there. Kind of just walk us through now what, you know, without going too much behind the curtain, what a normal day is like now for you, uh, you know, what a normal day is like now for the Devil Dog. Well, now since I won the championship, everything kind of, like, especially work-wise, picked up. Uh, like sure. with, with training and everything, uh, more reps, got to eat crisp. Uh, conditioning. We're getting into uh, the winter time, so winter time I kind of put on, try to put on a little bit more weight. It's a little bit easier around Thanksgiving and Christmas to put the pounds on. Oh um, yeah. So that would be kind of like my my off time. Uh, but yeah, usually six days a week going at it and then trying to perform at least one day a week. And on top of being the current SCW Pro Iowa champ. You know, you got that target on your back, whether you see it or not. Oh, yeah, but that's the devil dog's always got a target on his back, chip on the shoulder. <laughs> like, at the, at on the, his chest. End of the day, at the end of the day, I'm the superior. I'm the backbone of this country. Now, the backbone of the company, SEW. It's, 
it's just one of those things where I perform better whenever there is a chip on my shoulder, a target on my back, because at the end of the day, you just got to outmaneuver. And I'm in, I'm in my comfort zone in that way. It doesn't, it feels, it feels good. The way you describe it, you, you've put the work in, you continue to put the work in, you've had the experience, you're in the good mental mindset. Can you possibly be in a better place mentally or than where you are right now? I can only get better. Uh, sure. I'm better than sure. I was yesterday. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. Now, you, everybody, everybody fights. You, you've got those demons inside. But at the end of the day, I believe in myself. Uh, I've gotten this far and there's nothing that anybody's going to stand in my way. I understand the work that I've put in. There's perseverance there. It's, it's not where people might call it cocky or, or anything. Like it's, I know the hours that I've put into that gym. I know the repetition that I've put in. I understand the film that I've watched and the direction that I want to take this mission. And I understand, too, at the end of the day, it's not just about me. It's everybody behind me where I can give them a path. I can give them a platform to speak on or a dream to chase is, is the, you know, the people that want to chase the same dream It's veterans. It's, it's anybody, anybody that needs a helping hand. And I mean, you talk about all the work you're putting in and it does take work to be in the shape you're in and do everything you're doing. But at the end of the day, when you're doing something you love, is it, is it really work? I wake up with a smile on my face. I was, I was, you got to understand a year, a year and a half ago, two years, just, let's just say two years ago, I was in a whole different area working a different job. This right here was just, it was just a vision. And I told everybody what I was not, I, I wouldn't say I told everybody because I don't really, I don't really talk about my next steps uh, a lot. I, I kind of, I don't like inside outside distraction. Um, but on the path, like if you ask me, I, I kind of knew the direction that I wanted to go with it. I just needed to be put in the situations and given opportunities uh, for it. Um, it. It's very competitive. Uh, it's very competitive. So whenever you do get thrown the bone, you, you need to be able to turn it on and perform. And I think I think you've done that. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're carrying gold. You don't just slip and fall on gold, but I will tell you, I mean, we had, uh, we had Merrick Brave on, uh, the podcast a few weeks back and we were talking about the product and we said, Hey, who are the names we need to look out for? You know, 2022, 2023 devil dog, Dustin Mosley, first name to come out of his mouth. Really? He must you know, thinking about that ass whooping I gave him. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was completely honest. If I if I'm not if I'm not wrong, uh, CZ, he was completely honest in that interview. Yeah, but he said you're the one of the names you got to look out for. Now knowing that, you know everybody else is shooting for you too. It ain't it ain't just him. Everybody's shooting for you. Oh yeah, yeah. But that's good. I mean, hell, if you ain't, if, like Triple H once said, he said, if you ain't making enemies, you ain't making money. And I'm here for the fight industry. I'm here for that, the realness of it. Let's make some money on it. Uh, yeah, let them, let them show up. I'm surprised 
that, that does that does make my day hearing that, um, especially coming from head coach. Well, I'm going to tell you what, you made my day when I was at the last SCW show. And I was actually walked up to you and I said, hey, I said, you're my stunt double. Let's get a picture. And the devil dog looked at me like he was looking at himself in the mirror. Now, before we went on, before we went on here, I'm going to I'm going to toot my own horn here because I don't get very many compliments. The devil dog himself said before we went on here, he's been in 10 states. He's been around the world twice and he has never seen. A stunt double like yours truly. Right on the money. <laughs> word for word. <laughs> we may have to work. We, yeah. I'll, oh, yeah. Ooh, rah. <laughs> I'll work on it. But no, you're, you're, you're definitely the better looking of the two. I'll, I'll say that. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. We need to get you in ring shape, Nick, so you guys can form a tag team. You know <laughs> You know what? Like I could be like the the Damian Sandow to his Miz, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can, we can definitely make it happen. Yeah. Hey, the less in shape, the less in shape Devil Dog. <laughs> hey, I'm down. I'm I'm down for anything, man. Yeah, you gotta you gotta work it in. You gotta work it in. Let's let's talk about. Uh, believe it's this Saturday night coming up, uh, Iowa City, SCW Pro, uh, out at the Wildwood, uh, uh, out at the Wildwood uh, Barbecue. What, what are we to expect from the Devil Dog? You never know what to expect. I mean, I don't That's think, the I, answer. I, That's the answer. I don't, I don't think about it. I just show up, react. I mean, like I said, put in the hours in the gym. Um, yeah, you never know what to expect, expect the unexpected and make sure you're paying attention because anything can happen at the blink of an eye. So I kind of want to, oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead, CZ. No, you, you sounded like you had a follow-up. I was going to transition to a different direction here. Well, I was just going to kind of go back. You were talking about training and and we we had Manders on here, the one called Manders on here a few weeks ago, and uh-huh. he was kind of talking talking about how, you know, he, he looks at uh, he talked about uh, you know training here and talking about Seth Rollins looks at him as his as his work dad. Do you yes. kind of have that relationship? If you've got a question, you can reach out to him, and and Absolutely. he's able to help you out. Absolutely, that's what that's what all the coaches do. Uh, so I, I look correct. At- I look at, uh, like, with uh, Seth Rollins as the head coach. And then you have yes. your offense coordinator and you have your defense coordinator if you're looking at football, right? Yep. Uh, so that's oh, I love I love the football analogies. I love the football analogies. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, so that's kind of how I look at it. Uh, Merritt Brave would be the offense coordinator. Uh, Matt Mayday Crotch would be my – uh, defense coordinator and uh, Colby Seth Rollins will be the uh, head coach, putting everything in play. He's got the finer. He's got. He looks at things differently, um, and he's been. I mean, he's just been all over with pro wrestling. So yes, definitely. If I have a question, I definitely reach out. And I mean, he's always right on the money. 
I mean, just just hearing you say that, like, think how valuable the resource that is. Like, I don't know. Think about think about it's wrestlers. Like, it's history. Like, where has there been an active uh, active superstar WWE that had this camp open at the same time? You know, usually you don't find it active. And yeah, we're we're in a sweet spot, for, especially for professional wrestling right now like there's there's so much there's change coming there's companies arriving there's different platforms to jump off of travels everything like we're in we're in the history of professional wrestling and devil dog you touch on a great point like chris and i were talking off or Susie and i were talking off there last night and it's like what a time to be a fan yes absolutely regardless of what you like, what kind of wrestling you like, like who you like, it's out there and there's not a shortage of it right now. And if there's something you don't like, there's easily something else to go find. I mean, what a time to be a fan. Correct. Yes. And And, I've been reading, I've been reading uh, Moxley's book and that was one thing that he kind of touched on was, uh, it may not be right now. Say this conversation that we're having right now, it might not be heard by everybody here in the next, say, I mean, you can give it five to 10 years or whatever, right? Or week, two weeks to a month or a year. But here in a decade, like it's still trapped. Like we had this conversation. Someone can click on it, listen to it 10 years from now. Right. Like the resources and how everything is set up right now, hasn't always been this way. No, that's very true. And, you know, in that, guys, I kind of want to transition over. You know, you've got clickable, the ability to click on any show you want for uh, for the most part, it seems. <clears throat> so let's talk about talk about your past, some of your wrestling memories, and some of the old shows. Like, if you were to fire up Peacock right now and pick an old show or two to watch, what would you be watching right now? Ah, man, Attitude Era. It, it's my go-to. Like, YouTube knows it. <laughs> Peacock. Like, I, I don't know. I just like the promos and the rawness during that time. Um, and stretching the boundaries and kind of going that way. Do I want today's wrestling to go back to that? No. It just brings the kid out in me. Um, it, it shows me... You know, the, the freedom that those guys had, and they were able to push the envelope that way. Um, yeah, like, I like there, – there's some good stuff that's going on today, and I don't want uh, everything to go back to the Attitude Era because if you watch in depth, there was some things that you can argue on. But the good – well, I mean, speaking of – you talk – bring up Merrick Brave. One thing that he's always said, like, with pro wrestling is when it's good, it's good, and when it's bad, it's bad. And – the attitude era in the early 2000s is kind of like where if I'm just pulling something up, that's usually where I go to. Now yeah, you're, I, you're, you're talking about the attitude era. I have to ask because you, you brought up earlier a bunch of great names from stone cold to surfer sting. Where uh-huh. did you gravitate? Were you more in the WWF during the Older. attitude era? Or were you, were you on both? Where were you, where were you watching during the nineties and, 
uh, before so, they closed early 2000s. All right, so during the 90s, it was WCW. Like, early 90s, it was WCW. Um, Goldberg, Sting. My great-grandmother, her favorite was Goldberg. And she just thought that was the best man that's ever walked the, walked the earth. And she, she would just go crazy over him. But uh, Sting and Ric Flair were the main ones that I was kind of watching and kind of like focused on. I would face paint my face every day like Sting. And then you remember a little bit later, uh, whenever he changed his face paint, The Crow came out, the movie. And I was glued to that movie. Um, and then I kind of phased out of WTW and then found WWF. And that's whenever like 96. 97, 98, I was into it then. And then 2001 was whenever I, I kind of caught the next step. Uh, was Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, and everybody else. A lot of good names coming out to, coming out of 2001, 2002. Uh, you mentioned you mentioned a couple. Um, let me ask you, any any time in history, if you could step in the ring. With any wrestler, past, present, who would you want to face in the ring? I mean, I would kind of – so what I would do to to get everything I wanted, I would have a match, a lumberjack match, and just put them all on the outside so whenever I got out, they could whoop my ass. <laughs> I like that idea. I don't. I don't want just just one match. I want to have an interesting, interesting match with it. Then that have, that uh, may be the Brock best answer. Brock Lesnar, yep. The Rock, Stone Cold, Randy Orton, Sting, Ric Flair out there just beating my ass on the floor. <laughs> that may be the best answer we've gotten from that question. I, I've never heard of. Anybody say like a dream lumberjack match, but you're right. That's a way to get everybody in there. Yeah, it is, and, and have fun with it. You know, uh, I love it. I, I mean, I just, I couldn't see. Yeah, um, just having one, just having one. I would want to. I would want to make a make a little bit of a interesting match off of it. So now, like, uh, you mentioned Devil Dog. You mentioned you mentioned Sting a few times, mm-hmm. and and Sting holds a soft spot in my heart because the first time around, I really didn't see WCW as a kid. I didn't really have cable until I was in high school, so I knew yeah. who Sting was. So I didn't really see a lot of his matches. So I really, I really didn't give him a lot of credit growing up because I really didn't see his stuff growing up. But now, you know, Sting is like my like the person I try to give the most love to since I didn't give him the love in the past. Can you give me your best Tony Schiavone? It's Sting. Uh, I'll do mine. I'll do mine. Anytime I can do it, I'll do it. (laughs) Let's hear it. It's oh, ridiculous, yeah. but I get goosebumps every time. I get goosebumps every time, uh, you know, Shivani does it. I just it takes me back to my childhood. Brings yeah. a smile to my face every time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that uh, that Tosh point uh, episode where the guy's a big Sting fan? No, I have not. 
That, that's funny. That's the what. That's the voice impersonation that I would make. Yeah, <laughs> because he's like. I got his thing. He's going crazy. And then uh, Tosh looks at him and he's like, uh, so guess who I brought here today? And he's like, no. He's starting to freak out. And then Tosh walks in, dressed up as Sting, and then crushed his dreams. He was so excited. I am going to look that up when we are done recording because I, I haven't seen that. I like Tosh. I love things, so the whole thing's going to be good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, gentlemen, we're going to take another quick time out and uh, toss things over to talk about our websites on the Four Frequency sake. So give me just a minute. We'll do one more promo, and we'll come right back into things. Okay. In addition to bringing fire on the mic, the team at Four Frequency sake is still bringing it online as well. Check out 4FantasySakeQC.com this season for college DFS, Survivor League, and betting advice each and every week of this football season. Again, that is 4FantasySakeQC.com for college DFS, Survivor League, and betting advice each week during the football season. Be sure to like and subscribe anywhere you'll find us here. Devil Dog, we're coming back. Let me ask you, you know, you uh, we've talked about your Dream Lumberjack match. We've talked about your time in the military, time at Black and Brave. Uh, let's put on some fantasy booking hat for a little bit here. What is the one match that you would love to see? Uh, let, let, let me ask you a two-part question, actually. If you could go back and watch any match that has ever happened uh, in person in the front row, what would that be? Mm. Damn, that's a hard one. And if you have more than one answer, I'm I'm fine with that too. Give us everything. That's a hard one. That's a hard one because my favorite match of all time is uh, is the Rock and Mankind in the empty arena match. I know that's halftime heat. I understand that's weird, but you can hear everything those guys are saying, doing, all of that. And that's why I like it. It's, to me, it was just a really good match. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's, that's a hard one. That, because that, uh, that, that match, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said that match, uh, Devil Dog, because – that was kind of a brave match for the time, right? It hadn't been done in the Attitude well, Era. Well, in WWE. In the Attitude Era. Right? Or I thought I thought they did it years ago, um, but it must have been with a different company and stuff. But right, I'm talking about like the WWE with Rock and Man. I mean, that was kind of a I, – I love the idea for halftime. Dude. I love the empty arena match, like you said. Yeah. You could hear what those guys were doing, but – it looks so good, even in an empty arena. Yeah, yeah, and they were just going all over the place. But like, whenever they're in the ring, you can hear everything. You, I mean, it, it was just good. Like, and that's kind of, yeah. I mean, you can go with the loud match, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess I would like to see uh, if I could see a front row the Stone Cold and Kevin Owens. That would have been a pretty good one, like crowd energy. 
Um, oh my goodness, yes. Like if I for sure, bro. With uh, the Seth Rollins and um, damn Cody, that that would have been. I don't know. It's just so hard. Even at the WrestleMania with that match, that that card was just that. I'm for it. I'm for it all. I don't know. Like yeah, those are all good answers. Those are all great answers. Yeah. Like if I if I'm speaking like what's what's happened recently, um, yeah, it it would it would be uh, Seth Rollins versus Colby, and then uh, Matt. I would really like to see the. Uh, all right, I got one. It's Seth Rollins versus uh, Roman Reigns. And it's whenever Seth Rollins wore the uh, the shield gear. The way that he presented that match and what the characteristics that he did from the laughing, getting out of certain things, the mind games that he played, like that, that's ring ring general stuff. And I, I really liked it. Yeah. I yeah, wish I could sit down and watch that one live front row and just enjoy that moment without having to take notes or – anything because it was just the character behind that was just powerful in today's wrestling that's that's rare that is in that is wrestling that's rare and that's great you say that in today's wrestling that's rare and you get to learn from that guy and and, and text him anytime you got a question right it's crazy it's crazy isn't that, <laughs> isn't that crazy i mean just think about that yeah it, it's I mean, it all started with a vision, and now I'm in. I'm enjoying the in the moment process, and I have to remind myself every day. That's where patience comes from. But you know, enjoy the moment. It might not be going your way right now, but it's preparing you for something bigger. Um, and yeah, it. Like I said, my life's completely changed in two years, and um, I'm enjoying every day of it. You said your life's changed in two years. Where are you at two years from now, Double Dog? Taking over the world. <laughs> yes. Yes. Put it, put it, put it in paper. I will be in another country next fall. I've you heard it here, folks. You that, heard it here, here, folks. Yes, I will be. I'm looking at it right now. It's going to be one of the first countries, definitely Australia by wintertime, by December of next year. But Canada, UK, Japan, Australia. Time to put in work. Canada, UK, Australia. What the devil dog's telling you folks is get your tickets now to get out and support the SCW Pro Iowa champ, whether you like them or not. Because he's taking this, he's taking this thing worldwide next year. So, yeah, you heard it here first, and on the Card Subject Exchange podcast, and the Devil Dog himself. You know, we're not making this up. Negative, negative. Nothing's made up. It's all real. Well, it's all real. It's all real on this show. I love it. I love that fall twenty twenty three. You know, where do you yeah, see yourself taking over the world? We're coming to an end of the year. You know, last year I said, man, this has been pretty wild. Next year's going to be crazy. Wrong. This, this year's been really crazy. So I can only imagine. I can only imagine. 
Hey, the sky's the limit for you. And and we, you know, we we here at Card Subject Change, we like to support uh, indie wrestlers. We particularly have a fondness for SCW Pro because it's right in our backyard. And anybody who comes out of Black and Brave, uh, we're gonna we're gonna bring things to a close here, Devil Dog, in just a moment. But tell us, uh, tell us where we can find you in the coming weeks. Where are you gonna be wrestling at? Uh, well, this weekend I'll be at uh, SCW at Wildwood. Um, let me. I really just need to check my schedule and check my calendar and see where else. But if I'm not at a show on the weekends, I'm training during the week. So. No, and that makes sense. We will definitely, uh, we will definitely uh, get your. You want to put your social media out there for the fans? We'll definitely put it out there for them as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you've got the Devil Dog on Instagram and then Devil Dog on Twitter. Um, that's pretty much where I'm at right now. Uh, just kind of putting everything out. If you want to see uh, matches, you got the Patreon with SCW. They've got a lot of my matches that's been here in the past year. Uh, for those, and then rest are kind of like on YouTube. Yeah, so <clears throat> be on the lookout for those. You're, uh, you know, Merrick Brave mentioned the Patreon. That is only $5 if you want to subscribe to SCW's Patreon. Uh, it's a great resource if you want to go back and look at some older matches, some current matches. I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, I mean, well, right now that's where my vault's at. <laughs> They've got a lot of my, a lot of my good stuff, a lot of good matches there. Uh, everything else has been on the road, you know. So you kind of pick those up, but a lot of good stuff's been happening at SCW, uh, especially with the matches and uh, story storylines. I can't, I can't really complain right now. And I know Nick's been out to the last couple of shows at Walcott. I try and get out when I can, but. Uh... My work schedule, especially now, I'm working Saturdays and I'm on the road. Like I'm, I'm talking to you right now from River Falls, Wisconsin, for my job. So hey, there um, we go. <laughs> I know Nick's hey, we're back nation, in the quad we're nationwide. Cities. We're nationwide. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, <laughs> the thing, I, I've got the uh, I've got the magazine where he was on the cover, and he said, "Today we're taking over the U.S. and tomorrow, next week, we're taking over the world." So, I mean, you can be anywhere in the world right now, especially with technology. Absolutely. It's a, it's a great time. It's a great time, obviously, for technology. And, and we, you know, we want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule for joining us. Uh, we're, we're taping this late on a Monday night. Uh, we know you're busy. And, and we want to thank you for, for coming on here and joining us on Card Subject Change. Awesome. I really do appreciate you guys. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, we're going to put the, sh clo the show to a close now here. Uh, for my partner Nick I am the Wizard CZ you can find Nick at Nick, NickBull55 on Twitter you can find me at the Wizard CZ on Twitter you can find the podcast at CSTC Podcast we're also on Facebook under Card Subject to Change uh, thank you once again to the Devil Dog Dustin Mosley we'll be back <coughs> next week talking about Halloween Havoc 97 Nick, you have a good night, and everybody, thank you for tuning in.